What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What's Goody podcast. I have a special guest, Jess Randall, all the way from Japan. Say what's up, Jess. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on here. So I have to tell you, uh, I I recently found you. Well, well, first of all, you've been blowing up on Instagram. Like You just got done doing... What some people would say is crazy, the lion diet, right? But I, I found you before that. And I was like, man, this is like this 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 girl is awesome. Like she's like eating meat and she's lifting weights and she's documenting everything. And this I thought it was fascinating. It's cool. And it's not like it's not that the carnivore diet is new per se, because I've done it before, right? I've done it a couple of years ago. Uh, but I just like the way you did it, like though, you know, living in Japan, obviously. It's got to be much different than doing a carnivore diet in America. But before we dive into that and we get too ahead of ourselves, please introduce yourself. Um, I would love to know uh, how it all how it all started with you. Like you didn't just wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm going to just do the carnivore diet and just eat meat." So like, how did it all start with you? No, I wish. I wish that I knew about carnivore when I was younger. Uh, so my name is Jesslyn Randall, and I have been carnivore for over three years now. I found the carnivore diet through the Sean Baker, Joe Rogan podcast, like many of us did. And yep. I, before that, I basically felt was depressed. I felt like I had no hope. I was just destined to be overweight and no matter how hard I worked out, I couldn't lose weight and I was eating healthy unless yeah. I starved myself. That was the only way I could lose weight. So I just thought I was destined to have things like constipation, acne, mood swings, all of that stuff. And my husband showed me the John, the Joe Rogan, Sean Baker podcast and what he was saying made sense. So I thought, Hey, what do I have to lose? I'm going to give it a try. So I did it world carnivore month, January, 2020 and loved it and never really looked back after that. And no more constipation. My skin is so, so much better than it was before. It's not perfect still, but so much better. I lost 20 pounds. I am now in the process of gaining muscle and I, my mood swings are probably 80% resolved. Like I'm not a perfect person, <laughs> but it helps so much that it's crazy how much nutrition has an impact on your mental health. So I have no complaints so far. <laughs> that is awesome. When, okay. So when you, when your husband showed you the episode, were you living in Japan at the time? No, we were in Texas. I, yeah, I think we were in Texas and we were just about to move to North Carolina. And then from North Carolina, we came to Japan about a year ago. Okay. That is, uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, has, you know, since living in Japan, like what, what would you say is like the biggest difference from doing carnivore there and doing carnivore in the States? Well, there isn't as much access to things here. So in the United States, you could do all of those subscription services. You could just look online and have meat mailed to your and shipped to your door. Here, it's a little harder to, <laughs> to have things shipped to you because not only am I in Japan, but I'm in Okinawa, which is just a tiny island off the coast of Japan. So I'm even more secluded. Oh, wow. Uh, so, wow. so we basically 
we get what we have here and we don't really have, can, we can't really complain. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's much different there. We basically just have beef, pork, uh, and not a lot of grass fed things. It, so it's, it's not as abundant. <laughs> I, I have but it's so not, many. We're, we're, it's doable. It's doable. Yeah. 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 De- uh, um, it's, and I have so many questions because I have Japan is one of those countries that is on my bucket list. I hear anybody who's ever gone to Japan just says so many great things about it and how the culture is and just everything. And and I've always wanted to go. Like it's on my bucket list. I someday I will go there. Um, it is it it is a little harder when you get when you have kids to travel, but it's definitely somewhere I want to go. And so, you know, you, you said you've been there for a year. Have you traveled to like Tokyo or how far is Tokyo from where you are? It's about a two hour plane ride to mainland. So it's not, it's not extremely far, but it's definitely something we would have to plan. But we did go to Tokyo last year and it was even harder to be carnivore in Tokyo than it was in, than it is in Okinawa, which was surprising to me because I figured mainland would have more things. But the interesting thing here is that what we're finding is that a lot of the restaurants already have sauce and things on their meat. And uh, with the yeah. language barrier, I don't really know how to ask for no sauce. And carnivore just is not a concept here. It, you can't really explain carnivore to people, uh, <laughs> especially with the language barrier. It's even, yeah. It makes it even harder. So we, I had a more difficult time eating in Tokyo than I do here. And when we went, I primarily ate McDonald's the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just the bunless, just bunless burgers. That's funny. I actually had uh, two double cheeseburgers, no onions before we did this podcast because I was running late. I just left the gym and I'm like, I'm not going to have time to cook. I need to get my podcast set up, my my lighting, my cameras. I see something quick. So yeah, that's that's funny. Um, yeah, I've I, I I one day I will go to Japan. Like I I really want to go. It looks cool. It looks like a, a country that I definitely would want to spend a couple of weeks in. Well, and, and that's one thing with me, you know, and it's, it is different because you live there. So you wanting to, you know, stay on your carnivore routine, your carnivore diet, not only just because that's your choice, but it makes you feel better, right? Like you, you say you overall feel much better. Uh, one thing when I do travel, I normally don't follow any diet. Like I love to just, if I travel, I'm, I like to have foods I can't have at home. Right. Like I like, I like to, I, when I, when I started my fitness journey, one of the biggest things that people would always ask me is like, Logan, you don't miss pizza. You don't miss donuts. You don't miss like spaghetti and all these foods. And I'm like, no, I miss my craft beer. <laughs> like that is, that was always my, my, my advice is like beer. Like I always wanted craft beer and, and you know, local breweries and and and, and beers are, are huge here in America. So, if I ever travel to a new city, I'm like, yo, find me the lo- the closest craft house local brewery. I want to try their beer, and um, that was always my thing. So, whenever I do travel, I tend to always just take that week off and just in, like enjoy the food and the culture and the different dishes that I I can't have at home. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't ever think about this, but when you travel, like you're walking a lot, like you're doing a lot more movement than you typically would if you're at home, right? Where most people are 
let's be honest, most people are at a desk for seven, eight, nine hours a day. But when you're traveling, you, you, you know, you're mostly moving around. So I always like would tell my clients or people that are traveling, like, dude, just enjoy the trip. Enjoy that week. Enjoy the food. You're probably getting much more movement, much more daily activity than you typically would if you were at home. But at the same time, make memories. But when you get back, it's time to get back on track. Like it's, yeah. that's always one thing. It's hard for people to understand, especially for someone like me. I, I, I don't know if you know anything about my backstory. I was severely overweight, uh, before I started, I was obese, type two diabetic, insulin resistant. Um, I was taking medication for high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I mean, I was a mess. And then I started, obviously found the ketogenic diet, intermittent fasting, and reversed a lot of my, my metabolic diseases. But I remember like having cheat days or Thanksgiving would come up or Christmas or an anniversary. And I would feel horrible if I ate off my diet or back then, if I, if I didn't have a keto dish, I would feel horrible, like guilty. I'd feel like a, fa- I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. I would punish myself the next day. I would go and do this massive amounts of cardio and, 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 and workout routine. But, you know, it, it, it did take years to finally realize that, you know, one day, one week of whatever off plan is not going to reverse your months and months if, and years of hard work. And it really took me a long time to, to, to get that through my head and get over that emotion. Cause emotion like food has plays a lot of emotions. Um, you know, it, it's very emotional, right? The way we eat, we, we tend to eat for comfort. If we're sad, you hear it all the time, right? You're sad. You, yeah. you eat junk food. Cause it, it, you know, it makes you feel better. It kind of brings back those childhood memories and that comfort of being at home. And, and, and it can get you in a lot of trouble if you do that a lot, but have you experienced any of that since going to carnivore? Like, are there any days that you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about carnivore today. I'm just going to eat whatever. No, which is so, I, <laughs> that no, Hey dude, that's awesome. Like, Hey, you're like, <laughs> fuck no, I'm never going back that shit. I'm doing carnivore for life. <laughs> so I don't, I don't plan. I mean, I'm not telling myself that I'm going to do it for life. I think that there are, I mean, I'm open to introducing new foods, but at this moment, I'm really happy with how I'm doing right now and my food. I love, I wake up craving these burger patties that I get from the commissary (laughs) that are 80, 20 burger patties and they are so delicious. There was only four left yesterday at the store and I was so sad because I'm probably going to eat those like the packets. I'm probably going to go through them and like two days. But um, yeah, I wake up craving beef. So I am extremely happy. And I don't know why, but like before carnivore, I would do the same things as other people to where if I was stressed out, I would go eat ice cream. If I was happy, I'd want to celebrate with food, things like that. But for some reason, when, when I started carnivore, I was able to disconnect the emotion. Like food became something that was like fueling me instead of something that was an emotional crutch for me. So I never struggled with the craving or like the addiction, um, food addiction side of it because 
I don't know why, but it, it just seems like carnivore was like the missing piece in my life. So I was just so happy to give up those other things because before carnivore, it was awful. I, for almost 19 years of my life, I never once had a normal bowel movement. I don't know if this is TMI, but no, share, yeah, for almost, <laughs> share it. Yeah. <laughs> for almost 19 years of my life, I was constipated. Every single time I went to the bathroom, it, I was crying. I felt like I was giving birth to something because there was just so much stuff coming out of me. I would go to the bathroom once every few or a couple weeks. It wasn't days or just wow. a week. It was like weeks That's for almost wild. 19 years of my life. And I had acne because it, the stuff was just trying to push its way out of my body any way it could. I just oh had gosh. a bloated stomach all of the time that I couldn't lose weight because I was just full of literal shit. Um, so when I found carnivore and those things started to go away, I didn't want to touch anything after that. I was like, I, those things were harming me. Why would I ever want to go back to that? So I've been pretty happy with, with just eating meat and not having to ever deal with any of that stuff ever again, Wow, <laughs> which is, that... which is, is fiber is not essential. So if anyone yeah, listening, that, that was going to be my next again, because <laughs> I know people are listening to this right now and they're probably wondering the same thing. Cause that is what I remember when I, experimented with carnivore that was like the number one question like oh r.i.p bowel movements r.i.p the bathroom r.i.p this like like if, if like if i wasn't going to be able to go to the restroom now and even i was like well I, i've always been able to go like there's never an issue but going carnivore or and not going carnivore didn't really change anything for me but i remember when i started carnivore like i looking at all my youtube comments people that was like the number one concern like bro how are you going to go to the bathroom? How are you going to, how are, how are you going to have bowel movements? You're going to need fiber. Um, but that's something that Sean Baker has talked about a lot on the, on the, on that podcast about, Hey, you don't need, you don't need greens to go to the restroom. And so, and then here you are, you know, you're, you're, you're sharing your story. And, and so that's crazy. <laughs> and then that, that kind of leads me to, to my next thing. Cause I, 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 you know, obviously I watch all your reels. They're so entertaining. I was following you every day for the lion diet and I would see some of the reels you would do kind of, um, uh, doing like a response video to the trolls, right. Of, of responding to comments. So tell me a little bit about that. What were some of the like most common trolls or comments that you would get doing the lion diet? Well, the most common comment or criticism that I would get when I was doing the lion diet is people would say, you're not a lion. Lions don't cook their meat. I've never seen a lion use, a, use salt. So <laughs> no most, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, Oh really? Thank you. Wow. Uh, so that was the biggest criticism that I got was the name, the lion diet. And I was, and I made a story and I was like, thanks Michaela Peterson. And she reposted it because I was oh, like, that's awesome. I didn't name this diet. You guys, I I'm just following the diet. Like talk to Michaela Peterson about it. Okay. Uh, yep. So that was the biggest criticism. And then of course the fiber thing. But what's interesting is you have, you have a 50-50 of half the internet that doesn't like it thinks that you're going to just have diarrhea. Uh, and then half the internet thinks you're not going to be able to poop. So I always get a mixed <clears> comments <throat> of like, someone told me I was going to shit the bed. 
if I did the lion diet in the middle of the night, which didn't happen. <laughs> and then other people are like, oh, you're never going to poop again because it's just going to rot in your colon, blah, blah, blah. So yep. it, it's a mixed bag with the poop stuff. Uh, other than that, though, I think just standard things like cholesterol, yeah. clog your arteries, things like that, that have been debunked for years, but are still mainstream uh, talking points, I guess. <laughs> I know. I know the, the, the cholesterol too. And, and I remember like I had it saved in my notes of a video that Dr. Ken Berry uh, had made about answering that question, like, you know, cholesterol and the ketogenic diet or, you know, a high uh, fat diet. Cause I will do a horrible job explaining it in a text. Like I'm like, just watch this video. Like he's going to do a much yeah. better job. He's a doctor. Obviously, he knows a lot more than me. Just watch this video because even family members would 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 message me like, "Hey, uh, well, what about my cholesterol? My doctor said I shouldn't be be eating so much red meat." And I'm like, "Watch this video." And this also, Ken has a a, a book called um, "Lies My Doctor Told Me," so you should probably read that book as well. Um, yeah, no. So tell me how how did uh, so like summarize what what did you think about the lion diet? Uh, did you like it? Did you enjoy? It? What did you learn from it? I really enjoyed the lion diet. I didn't lose any weight. I was a little bummed because I was expecting to just like hulk out and just gain a ton <laughs> of muscle, uh, yeah. and that didn't happen. <laughs> so I didn't get significantly stronger. I didn't lose any weight. I felt leaner and my clothes started fitting better. So I think that I trimmed down a little. So I'm hoping I like replace some of my fat with muscle. That would be yeah. nice. I didn't do any DEXA scan or anything like that to confirm. Yeah. Uh, but, and then I, my sleep improved and I was less irritable too. So Good. those were the two biggest uh, benefits that I noticed from the lion diet. And I'm thinking, obviously, it's probably the coffee and the dairy that I need to significantly reduce in my diet uh, to help my sleep and my mood because the, I, I, I can't. I can't imagine pork and eggs are, are the culprits here. When I no, still, definitely when I not. Coffee and dairy, yeah. And so, and for my listeners that are listening, and and you probably and we didn't do a good job explaining what the lion diet is. It's it's not just carnivore. It's it's a little bit different. So, can you explain like what's the difference between the carnivore diet and the lion diet? Yes, absolutely. The lion diet is ruminant meat only, and then salt and water. And then carnivore is- What does that mean, rumi meat. ruminant meat? What does that mean? Oh, ruminant meat is how the, the animal digests its food. So uh, like cows and uh, lamb and um, like I think camels, ruminant meat, goat. So like they, they chew the grass and they have the multiple stomachs and it ruminates okay. and then um, versus pigs and things like that, they don't have that kind of stomach. <clears throat> so it's, they're not considered a ruminant meat and chickens aren't considered a ruminant meat. So, uh, so ruminant meats, yeah. Cow, lamb, goat, camel, I think like deer and stuff are ruminants also, okay. but um, mostly mostly beef is like the number one yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like red, a lot of red meat. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's ruminant meat, salt water, and then carnivore is any meat, land or sea, any animal product like eggs, dairy. Uh, so that one is way more broad. And the lion yeah. diet is 
the lion diet's more uh, more of an elimination diet. Carnivore is an elimination diet too, but the the lion diet's kind of an elimination diet on steroids, to where you are getting out anything out of your diet that could possibly be triggering some sort of negative side effect Uh, and then you do it for a certain amount of time and then when you start reintroducing those foods you can clearly see oh this is impacting me negatively this is what happens when i eat this and then you can move forward from there saying i can deal with that i can handle that or no i want to remove this completely and you can take that out of your diet yeah Uh, do you think so how do you, you know, taking uh, coffee and dairy out of your, um, out of your routine for the, for the month, how did you feel like, were you like, damn, I missed coffee. Cause I know for me, like coffee is, it's, it's like how I start my day, like how people get up in the morning, brush your teeth. Yeah. I would do whatever. Like coffee is part of my, my morning routine. I don't know what I would do without it, but I also know that I consume personally way too much caffeine. I mean, here we are, it's seven o'clock at night, seven 30. And here I am drinking an energy drink. Not, not probably don't need it, but I drink one every podcast. It's kind of like a routine of mine. It's just like every podcast I do, I always drink an energy drink. Um, I don't need it, but I know it probably affects my sleep, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, how did how did how did it how did it go with you eliminating and then dairy? Like, I mean, who doesn't love dairy? I mean, come on, cheese, like cheese all day, baby, and and, and yeah. heavy whipping cream. I can have it all the time. But I know, like for me personally, when I was cutting uh, and trying to get as shredded as possible, dairy was the first thing I had to eliminate. Just had to get rid of it, and it, it definitely does help. But uh, yeah, let me know your experience. How, how did you go? How did you feel that month with no coffee, no dairy? My story with coffee is I actually was drinking decaf for about a year before. Oh, wow. And the reason I switched to decaf is because my husband and I went on a camping trip one time and we forgot to pack coffee. And (laughs) in the morning when we woke up, I just got a splitting headache. It was the, we were at a gorgeous campsite too. Mm -hmm. It was probably the prettiest campsite I've ever been to in my life. And I woke up splitting headache just in so much pain. My head hurt so bad that I started shaking and I like was like throwing up because I was in so much pain from the oh my coffee, gosh. from the caffeine withdrawal. <clears throat> and we had to leave the campsite and go get me caffeine. And we like packed everything up and had to leave. And I basically ruined the trip because we didn't have, we forgot to bring coffee. And after that, I, I was thinking to myself, this is not good. I am actually addicted to this stuff. This is controlling my life and stopping me from having the best life that I can. So after that, I decided I'm going to switch to decaf because I still love the taste of coffee, but I know (laughs) decaf has significantly less caffeine. So it if I stop drinking it, I won't get the withdrawal symptoms. So I slowly transitioned to decaf. And then I was drinking decaf for about a year before I did lion. So then when I cut it out, it was pretty easy because I was on decaf. And like you were saying, it's just the culture of it is what I missed is waking up and, and having that cup of coffee. But I would wake up and have like a hot cup of water instead to try to as like a placebo to trick myself. (laughs) Kind of like psych yourself out. Like this is coffee. This is coffee. This is (laughs) coffee. But yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Like it, 
with coffee with me, it's like half of it is the smell. Like mm-hmm. it really is like the smell of coffee in the morning. It's like, Oh, like when you open up a, a new bag and you're just like, Oh my God, I just fucking love that smell. I just yeah, it, yeah. drinking. It's half of it smelling. It's the other half for me. I may be a psychopath yeah. when it comes to coffee, but I'm sure there's other people like me out there. No, I used, I worked at Starbucks for five years. So I loved coffee. I, I drink coffee all the time. I've, I've always loved coffee, but I don't know. I mean, if it's making me irritable, I don't know. I, I like to, I don't like to have those things in my life if, if they are hurting me. So I don't have a big problem giving it up. I'll probably have some every now and then. Uh, but I don't think it'll ever become like a daily part of my routine anymore. And the same with dairy is like you were saying, it makes me bloated when I eat it and you can tell, you know, and no mm-hmm. one's can dispute that, that dairy is going to make you more bloated and not help if you are trying to lose weight. So I think with dairy also, I'm going to just have it every now and then, but it, it'll never be a predominant, never have a predominant place in my, in my diet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hard for when I tell people like, okay, we're gonna have to cut out dairy. They're like, what? No cheese. But I, I live off cheese. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Most people do, uh, but yeah, yeah it's it, it's there's definitely a lot of pros to um, eliminating it, and I recommend people like if you're if you're trying to lose weight right now and you're doing a ketogenic diet, low carb diet, carnivore diet, whatever that may be, I, w- I would encourage you eliminate dairy and just see for two weeks, three weeks, if you see any changes, see if you have slimmed down, if you're less bloated. Um, more energy, just whatever that may be. Uh, see if that, if there's any changes and if you do, well then there you go. You know, like again, for me, I'm not cutting right now. I'm in no, there's no goal set for me right now. I'm just kind of just building muscle and, uh, living life. So I'm enjoying a lot of foods that I typically wouldn't eat, but you know, summer's coming around the corner and so I will eventually have to eliminate it. So yeah. Um, Okay. So, uh, you know, when did you start your Instagram and get on this, you know, you were, when you started your Instagram, did you just immediately get on and start your carnivore journey? No, I had my Instagram for a while. I was never actually super active on social media. It took me forever to get an Instagram. I think one of my friends when I was working at Starbucks made one for me and said, Hey, just start doing Instagram because that's what everyone's doing. Kind And I didn't understand it. I was like, why? Cause it was back when you were still posting pictures of your food, which is funny that ironically, God, I, I miss those days. Yeah. I, miss, I fucking <laughs> miss pig. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to rant. I I'm sorry. I fucking hate Instagram. I do. Like I hate it with a passion. I wish I could like post pictures of me working out and my family and just like day to day and my food. But if I do that, it just takes a massive shit. And Instagram's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. This is not 2017. Get out. Yeah. Like they only want reels, 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 reels. And I'm so sick and tired of posting reels. I'm literally over it. I have never said that out loud. I've never even said that on my Instagram. I've probably never even told anybody. So if you're listening to this, you're, you probably would never know. Cause I probably, you're probably jumping on my Instagram and I just posted a real an hour ago, but <laughs> I just know in my heart, I 
fucking hate Instagram and reels. I wish we could go back to pictures because that's what TikTok's for, right? Or that's what YouTube shorts are for. Like I, Instagram was it, the, in its great glory days was a picture app. And mm-hmm. so I have to, I just have to throw that ran out. I, I just, I missed the picture days. It was so fun. And, 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 and Instagram showing you your friends, not the for you page or some random shit that you're like, why are you showing me this? Like, why? I I don't want to see this. It's yeah. It drives me crazy. But anyways, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's, that's crazy. Cause like now you're crushing it and now like you're very consistent to at it and your videos editing wise are amazing. So I work with, you know, being the owner of, of keto coach, a bio coach, uh, now, um, we have a lot of team members and, 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 you know, we work with a lot of team members and, and I remember when we started working with, with you, you were like, send us videos, like edited so good. I was like, Oh wait, Oh my God, I don't got to edit this video. Like it's already done. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Nobody ever does this. Like awesome. But I uh, know that that is, that's, that's crazy. Cause you know, I would have never imagined like, I, like I said, I just f- found you about two months ago. And, and just seeing how good you are at editing, how good you are on the camera, everything. I would have never imagined like, you're like, I didn't even create my Instagram. Someone else created it for me because I didn't want to. (laughs) Yeah. No, I didn't even talk about carnivore for a long time too. I, I only started talking about carnivore on my Instagram about a year ago. And so this has all been happening really, really quickly, which is awesome. And then I was like you where I had to learn how to make reels because it's so interesting when you become like a content creator, yep. you have to all of a sudden, you can't just put something online. Like you have to be a videographer and an editor and a producer and a writer. And then you have to be good in front of the camera and all these things. So it's like, you can't just have like one, you have to be all of these different things yep. or you're not going to be successful. And so I love a challenge and I was determined to figure out reels. And my first reels, if you go back in my thing, they're, they're awful and so funny. I love it so much. Um, and then you can just kind of see me just slowly getting better and better. And I'm still trying to, I'm still not where I want to be and, and, but I'm still trying to grow, but I, I love that. I love challenging myself, uh, trying to do the best that I can do, always evolving, always learning. And I, my goal is to always like keep the carnivore community evolving and not just do the same thing all the time, like switch it up and not just post pictures of my food, not just do a, B and C, but change it up and keep things moving forward. So, so that's my goal with that. But I really appreciate that because I, everything that I, I learned, I learned just by trial and error. So that that's a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. You, the videos are amazing. It's engaging your personality. And again, I think that's the most important thing is your personality. That's what I love about you and Lily. When I saw you, when you two do a collab, I'm like, yes, that uh, I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. Like these are the two. That's what I'm talking about. Like y'all's energy is insane. So carnivore has got to be working. If you're listening to this right now and you're a woman and you need fucking energy and you need motivation and you just are like in a rut, go check out Jess's his Instagram page and go check out Lily Kane's Instagram page. Like talk about just badasses killing it, eating meat, working out and just energy for days that even puts me to shame. Like literally you two are just like insane. Um, yeah. so 
Yeah, I, w- I want to ask you about that. You know, you are now, it kind of seems like, you know, you're into the building muscle phase, right? You you really want to focus on building muscle. So what do you what do you say to other women that maybe come to you and, and ask you like, hey, you know, I want to start building muscle. How should I start working out? Because one of the, the biggest things for me, um, whenever women come to me and they say, hey, I want to start working out, but I don't want to get big and bulky. That's like mm-hmm. always... Always, always nine out of 10. I want to work out, but I don't want to get big and bulky. And I'm just like, you're not going to get big and bulky. I promise you. But, uh, like, you know, what, what's your, what advice would you give for women that are listening to this right now and they want to start building muscle and, and maybe start incorporating more protein into their diet? What advice would you give them? I would say just to do it because unless you're doing steroids, I, I don't think you're going to get big and bulky. Uh, liver queen. But yeah. Unless you yeah. want to be the liver queen, then you could. Yeah. No, I think you'll be fine. Um, and I don't know, but I think the harsh reality is, is that muscle is extremely difficult to build. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just go to the gym and all of a sudden be jacked in a month. Um, I mean, I've been working out for, like my whole life almost I've been working out consistently for a long time and I'm still like just look like this um so you're not gonna it's just not gonna be like poof it happens which is kind of like a downside that you're gonna actually have to work hard at this but then yeah. also to answer your question you're not gonna just overnight become big and bulky and you probably won't become big and bulky like if you're a big girl then yeah you're gonna be a bigger girl when you lift muscle but if you're a petite girl you're not gonna all of a sudden turn into like the hulk um so I think I, I understand that, but I don't know. I hope that, I hope that, that mindset is, is kind of dying. Is that still prevalent Oh, in women? You see that a lot. You, you know, yeah, I think, well, so again, it's, it's always, I always like to get a woman's perspective because it's a little different with me, right? Like my DMS are full of like, yo, bro, yo, bro, what's your macros, bro? How much you lift, bro? Like, you're right. Like, which yeah. well, like just everything. Um, but for women, um, you know, they, they want to go to the gym and, and, and I, I can, I get it. Like it can be intimidating, right? Especially mm-hmm. for moms, uh, you know, mothers, um, stay at home moms that maybe want to, uh, get a gym membership going into the gym can be super intimidating. I get it. Especially the gym I go to, like it is a hardcore bodybuilding gym. Like if my mom walked in there, she would be like, nope. Hell no, I am not working out here, which is why I understand why these planet fitness gyms work so well, right? Because that is a big part of it. Like you don't want to go somewhere you're intimidated. And I totally get that. Like we were all at level zero at one point. I I remember going to the gym. I didn't know what the I was doing. I would jump on machine to machine. I'm doing legs. I'm doing arms. I'm doing back. I'm doing chest. I'm doing quads. I'm doing all these things. I'm like, all right, see you later. And then come back and do it all over again, not having a clue. So I totally get it. Um, but I think one getting over that intimidation phase is step one. And then also understanding like what I have found to be, uh, something that always gets brought up is they always think people are watching them or looking at them, right? Like, and I'm like, look, I promise you, everybody, everybody's life is crazy, hectic. I promise you, they do not care about what you're doing. So if you think you're doing an exercise wrong, whether you are or not, trust me, they're not looking at you. They're not laughing at you. Everyone has so much shit going on in their life. They are not 
going to be thinking five minutes after they leave that gym. Oh man, remember that girl that was doing that exercise wrong? Like, man, what was yeah. she thinking? Like, trust me, there, <laughs> there's so much other crap going on in this world. So that's number two. And then number three is having some type of structure in the gym, right? Like, are you training arms, upper body, lower body, having some type of structure going to gym is, is very important. And then obviously another one is eating enough protein. I, I have found in my experience that women don't eat enough protein. Um, you know, with you, that's probably something you don't have to worry about because you're eating so much, you know, carnivore meat. And so you're <laughs> probably getting like at least 30 grams of protein every single meal. But I've, I've tend to found that most women don't eat enough protein. And so they have so many things going against them, right? They're intimidated. If they do, they go to the gym, they're very timid. Then they're not, and then they get past that. Then they don't have a right structure, a right plan, a no training method. And then they come home and they eat a salad because they want to lose weight. Right. And so you're, you're, you've got so many negatives going against you. Uh, and, and you, you want to build muscle. You want to be strong. You want to look strong. Those are all things that you're going to absolutely have to get past. You know, you got to get enough protein. You got to have some type of structure and you got to train hard. I promise you, you won't get big and bulky. You're actually no. <laughs> going to look the way you want to look. Though, at least the idea in your head of, Hey, I want to look like that. Go into the gym, mm -hmm. lift heavy, eat a lot of protein and be consistent. And that will happen. So yeah, that's what I've kind of, at least in my experience, what I've, what I've tend to uh, see happen. Yeah, which is is something that I do want to kind of promote is just because I, I have gotten comments before of people saying, oh, it's nice to see a female eating meat. So I, I do want to like promote that and show that that you don't have to eat that salad if you don't want to. Like you can eat meat. You're not going to turn into <clears throat> a man. I've also gotten some negative comments from from haters saying that on the lion diet journey, like, oh, she looks more manly every day. And I'm like, I don't think so. But <laughs> like, but you're like, you're not going to turn well, into you're a like, man. You yeah. You're like, listen up, vegan. I could still kick your ass. You just because I can kick your ass doesn't mean <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm turning to man. Yeah. No, there's always yeah. going to be haters. I, I get it all the time. I, I, I've had my fair share. Obviously I've been doing this since, uh, I would say 2013, 14 content creator, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I've had my fair share of, of hate, but, um, yeah, I've always found like, look, I, it's one of those things like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, nobody's going to remember anybody. So just live your life. Yeah. Do you, and, and don't live anybody else's. Don't, don't live, don't live your life to please anybody. Like you'll never, you'll never be happy if you're trying to live a life to please other people. And it did take me a while, especially when in the beginning, when I did, you know, social media, cause I would say back then people were a little nicer. It, it, it's pretty toxic nowadays, especially on TikTok. I don't even, I, TikTok. I don't even dare go into <laughs> my comments on TikTok. I just don't because at, at the end of the day, I'm still a human being. Right. Like I still yeah. have feelings like, yes, I'm a dude, I'm a strong man, but I mean, I still have feelings like nobody wants to be told, uh, ugly things all day. Right. So I don't even go mm -hmm. into TikTok cause it's 95% negative. Um, mm -hmm. and I just, I don't even get into it cause it's not even worth my yeah. time. It's like, I just make content, 
post, I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah. But on Instagram, I, I do love to go, uh, to, to comment back and, and, and engage with that community just cause that's like, you know, I've been doing it for so long. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, comments, people can be just fucking idiots sometimes. Like, right. Like if you, if you don't agree or live the life that they want you to live, they're going to talk shit. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure you saw a lot of it with the line diet. Like, how could you eat meat? And yada, yeah. yada, yada. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. What? how and, people get and, so upset. And I think people take it personally, uh, which I think is an interesting phenomenon on the internet and something that is just human nature, but it's something to remember too, is it, it's kind of like when you tell your friends that you're not going to drink alcohol anymore. And then they kind of get that, Oh, you think you're better than me? Cause you don't yeah, drink alcohol. Yeah. Well, doing the carnival, doing carnivore or lion, people kind of react that way to you of, Oh, you think you're better because you don't eat sugar? And it's like, no, I'm just choosing not to eat sugar. Uh, so people uh, will see what you're doing, and it'll kind of hurt, like reflect on them and and <clears throat> make them think, oh, maybe I am doing something wrong. And then it'll hurt them, and then they in turn will try to hurt you, uh, yep. which is just again human nature. But that happens a lot online, where you you kind of like spark something in them that I, I can't think of the right word that I'm trying to say, but that you're trying, you kind of, uh, offend them in a way. Yeah. And yeah. And they, it, they so they try to do it back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's, 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 it, it, it says a lot about what they're feeling and where they're at. Right. It, it, it says more about them than you, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. For them to get offended. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's listening to this, I really want you to think about what you want most in life, whether that's to, you know, be successful, be a successful entrepreneur, be a successful mother, father, you know, lose weight, bodybuild, whatever that may be. There are going to be people that don't want to see you reach that goal. And I, I hate to say that, but it's the truth. They will ride with you. They'll hang with you until you start getting a little bit closer to your goal. Then you get a little bit closer and then they start distancing themselves because they don't like where they're at in life and they don't want to see you get ahead of them. Or they, they, they look at you like, Hey, we're on the same level. And then all of a sudden you start getting closer and closer to your goals and they don't like that. And so they'll try to anything to bring you down again. Like it's so easy with carnivore or keto, right? Oh, you there goes high, your high cholesterol. You're going to get a heart attack or you name it. They're, they'll, they'll think of something to, to try to bring you down. But if you want it bad enough and this is truly your goals, whatever your goals are, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose close ones but I promise you it's for the best. And over time they will come around. They'll come back around and who knows in a couple of months, a couple of years, they may even join you. And cause they're going to see like, like, look at you and you're thriving. You're killing it. You're so much happy. I should have done this a year ago. I, I'll join you. Right. So you, you can't, you, you can't reach a goal without losing a couple of people. And it's just the sad, but honest truth. And you have to be okay with it. Because at the end of the day, it's your life, right? It goes back to saying you cannot live your life to please other people. I lost a lot of friends um, 
when I started my fitness journey. Cause I was big into drinking. Like I was huge into drinking. I love to drink like every weekend, um, eating horrible, hanging out all day, all night. I lost a lot of friends. Um, but at the end of the day, like they all eventually came back because fitness just got fucking popular. Like it did, right? Like, <laughs> it, like in my day, like again, I'm giving my age away, but I'm 35 right now. Like in my 25 and 20s, there was no Instagram. There was none of this like YouTube fitness where it's so popular now. Like you go to my gym, there are 16, 18, 19 year old kids wanting to be bodybuilders, wanting to be the next C bum, wanting to be the next Olympia, uh, what, just wanting to be the next bodybuilder, right? And in my days, it wasn't like that. Like nobody knew about nutrition. Nobody knew about protein. Nobody knew about macros. Like we never talked about that in high school. We never talked about that in football. You just went to the weight room and the coaches said you had to lift and do this and you just did it and you got the fuck out of there. That was it because yeah. you had to. Uh, but nowadays, like with fitness being so popular on Instagram and TikTok, um, it's, it, it's amazing. Like, I love it. I just love to see it. Like I see kids at the gym. I'm like, damn, I wish this shit was around when I was in high school. Cause I, I would have been so much further along <laughs> my journey. But at the end of the day, I, Hey, I did get started at 26 and, uh, I'm, I'm never looking back and I will never go back to the old me. So yeah, it's one of those things I, I wish, uh, I wish Instagram and YouTube fitness was around, uh, back in my day. Yeah. How do you feel about, uh, did you see the interview on 60 Minutes with Fatima Stanford, I think is her name. And she yeah. said that obesity is genetic. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's absolute bullshit, but I will say this, like, uh, okay. So when I was listening to that, I'm like, yes, genetics do play a role. Absolutely. They do play a role, but they are not the foundation. They are not the reason for it. Okay. So for people to listen to this, I'm Mexican American. Um, my whole big ass Mexican family lives within 15 miles of me. Okay. So we always, if you follow me, you know, me, you watch my YouTube channels, you watch my Instagram, like you see week we have, I always kind of make a joke out of it with, on my Instagram stories, like Mech, big ass Mexican get together, uh, episode 899, because we always get together every weekend and it's like a, just a bunch of Mexicans. And so we, and we are, we're always eating a bunch of, you know, not healthy food. A lot, a lot of my family members don't eat healthy food. Um, mm -hmm. and absolutely it's in our culture. It's in our genetics. Like that is how we eat their moms taught them, their moms taught them how to cook. Right. And so we're eating rice and beans and tortillas and, and, and chips and queso and all this stuff. Right. It's all bad. And, and, and yes, that is part of it. But once I eliminated all of that started working out, started intermittent fasting, started a low carb ketogenic diet. Guess what? All my metabolic diseases went away. Genetics didn't play a role there. Right. And so <laughs> it, it really does blow my mind <clears throat> when they bring on these experts. Right. Um, and, and, and I, and I go back and forth cause I don't want to like, I don't want to criticize. I'm sure she has credentials, right? She's got to, <laughs> I hope she's got credentials. I don't know what they are, but I'm sure she has some type of credentials and she went to school and she's really, really smart. But when she says things like that, it, 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 I have to take a step back and be like, 
what the fuck is going on? Like what, what I, I try to look at what is really going on as far as what's the bigger picture? Like, why is she saying that? Who's paying her to say that? What big companies behind her? What are they trying to sell? Because you've seen it. They're trying to sell, like get people to eat bugs and shit, critters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you got uh, Bill Gates, fucking buying up all this agriculture land in America, right? He's like, he's going to make it fucking hard for people to eat meat because he's going to buy up all the land. He's going to put all his bullshit, chemical, plant-based junk. And so that's well, like, are they all in cahoots, right? Are they mm -hmm. all trying like this war on meat, this war on meat eaters? And, yeah. and it's, is it only going to get harder and harder to eat meat in like 10 years? So I get really deep in like cons conspiracy theories. Like I, I, I live for that shit, but <laughs> it, it, I, I, I sometimes have to think that because yeah, what, what they say is like, it makes no fucking sense. Like, what are you talking about? Like, n yes, it plays a little role, but that doesn't. That doesn't mean you are destined to be fat. You are destined to be a type two diabetic. You are destined to be obese. Fuck no. Mm -hmm. Look at all the people who lost weight. Look at all the people who have uh, reversed all their metabolic diseases. What's the common factor? They change their lifestyle. They no longer mm -hmm. do the same shit they used to do when they were fat, obese, and tons of metabolic diseases. So yeah, I get pretty passionate about it, but it is, it is, <laughs> it is wild to hear about it. Um, yeah. What did, what did, uh, what did you think? Yeah, I, th I thought it was interesting. My first thought was they are setting the scene to eventually sell people a pill and uh, make yep. money that way. And then me and my husband actually had a discussion of we need to figure out what pill they're going to put on the market and invest in that stock and then just make money <laughs> because it'll probably blow up and just use their own thing uh, uh, to profit off of it. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, no, invest in Eli Lilly is, uh, is the, uh, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they do have a stock, but Eli Lilly is coming out with their version of, um, Ozempic, um, mm. which is, I'm sure you've heard of those lately. Those are like the rave right now. It's a GLP one. Um, for those of you who are listening to a GPL, a GPL one, I think I'm saying it correctly. It's, it's, they're, were designed for diabetics, but essentially what it is, it's like a, it's like an Epic pin and you shoot yourself up and you will dramatically lose weight. It's insane. And unfortunately it got super popular because Joe Rogan's talking about it. Kim Kardashian's taking it. Elon Musk is taking it and everybody lost a crazy amount of weight. And once the celebrities found out about it, they started buying up all these GLP ones. And now the, Truly people who truly do need it, which is, was made for diabetics can't get it anymore. And it's like the, the price is just skyrocketing. And, um, Eli Lilly, I believe is making their version of it. And it's just going to be for weight loss. Like it's not yeah. see the, 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 the GLP ones that are out now are for type two diabetics, but fucking everybody who needs to lose weight is taking them right now. Um, cause they do work. They absolutely do work. But again, the downside to that is once you're off, <laughs> you're going to gain all your weight back and more because your appetite's going to come back. You know, you're, you're, you're relying on this, this, the shot to help you lose weight, uh, suppress your appetite. 
Um, and your body's going to rely on it. But once you're off of it, you're yeah. going to go right back to your lifestyle. So I say, why not do it the hard way, but the long lasting way? Why don't you just change your lifestyle? And so that way <laughs> you're not relying on a pill. You're not relying on a drug. This is your life. You're no longer. Mm -hmm. like, I think the, at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to get to a point where you don't even consider that yourself doing a diet. Like I don't even like, I, I stopped saying I do the ketogenic diet. I stopped saying I do the ketovore diet. I, I don't do any diets. This is just the way I eat now. This is a lifestyle. And I'm sure that's the same way for you now. Like you're just like, no, I don't, I don't, I mean, sure. You can call it carnivore. You, you shall, hell, you can call it whatever you want, but this is just the way I eat now. It's a lifestyle now. And I think that is the ultimate goal. When everybody starts their weight loss journey, I get it. You pick your diet. You pick what you want to do, right? You do low carb, paleo, whole foods, carnivore, whatever. And that's great. Like, absolutely. But the ultimate goal is to get to a point where it doesn't even feel like you're doing any diet. And when people ask you like, oh, what do you, what do you do? You're like, I, I don't know. This is just the way I eat. This is what I choose to eat. This is how I eat on a daily basis. Call it whatever you want. <laughs> but this is what uh, I eat now. So, yeah. and I think, I think it's important too, to remember that yes, changing your lifestyle is hard, but there's no side effects. Like with these medications yes. like you were talking about, there's all these side effects. You get fast results, but then do they last? And then do you want mm -hmm. to risk it with the, the, the really quick, like headache, diarrhea, death. And then and it's like, what, what side effects are you going to get from eating too much red meat. Like what, like really, what is the downside of, of get waking up early, getting some sunlight, go, going and working out, uh, doing maybe some cold therapy, um, like putting your phone down a little bit, eating mm -hmm. some good food, good nourishing food. What are the side effects of that that are going to be worse than taking some random <clears throat> pill that could cause you death? <laughs> like, yeah, like it's no. Just, but, but again, that's our, that's things. our society that, that is what we, everybody is always looking for the quick and easy fix, right? There, there was a meme that I think Mike Munzel, uh, shout out to Mike, uh, metabolic Mike, great guy. Uh, he had like a meme and it was, it was like a, um, a picture of like all these people in line and it was like, like the pill to fix everything. And one person was on the other side and it was like, hard work and lifestyle change. Yeah. Right. And nobody wants to do that. Everybody just, no, sign me up for the pill. Sign me up for the pill. And yeah, you're right. And you, you, the, the side effects and, and all that. So I have a friend who actually had that was on Ozempic. Now he is a really big guy and, um, he did lose tons, tons of weight from it. But the first week he was vomiting like crazy, horrible stomach pain, throwing up insane, just horrible. Um, so yeah. And I'm like, dude, and he's come to me before. Like, he's like, yo, I want you to coach me. I'm like, all right, bro. Like I'll coach you, man. I'll help you out. This is what we're going to do. Da, 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 da. Give him the game plan. And he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. It sounds yeah. horrible, but there he is on yeah. Olympic. And, uh, you know, I'm, as soon as he gets off, it's, it's, he's going to go right back to, um, to his old lifestyle, you know, and, and, and also another thing I want to say is, and you probably got this, you know, when I was fat 
overweight. Nobody told me anything. Nobody mentioned the way I ate. Nobody said anything to me. And again, guys, like understand I was drinking all the time on the weekends. And back then I was, uh, I had a motorcycle. So I was in my, that was my motorcycle days for those of you, anybody who truly, truly knows me before social media, I would call that my sons of anarchy days. Cause I was like a huge fan of sons of anarchy. And then I had a Harley. And so I literally thought I was like a biker gang member. Like I had the best, <laughs> the bandana, the chain and wallet, like everything. I was like the boots. I was all leathered out. I was like a wannabe a bike, whatever. I was like a wannabe, uh, whatever you want to call the sons of anarchy guy. And, uh, but no one said anything, right? No one ever said, Oh, you probably shouldn't drink or you probably shouldn't eat. You probably shouldn't be eating like crap every day. But the minute I went keto and started eating steak and avocado and butter, people were like freaking out. Like, what are you doing? You're psycho you, that this is horrible for you. And, and still to this day, still to this day, it blows my mind, right? Like the minute you put the cereal down, the bagel, the pop tart, the waffles, the pancakes, the syrup, and you just eat steak, eggs, and butter, people will lose their shit. And it's, it's blows my mind. I don't get it. I, I don't understand where it comes from. Well, I think that I think there's so much more food addiction in our society than we realize. And so many more people are addicted to food than we realize because people can say they're not addicted to food, but then if you say, well, don't eat carbs for a month, it it would be so hard for so many people to give up carbs for, for a month or give up sugar for a month. And then they will still say, well, I'm not addicted. I just don't see why I need to do it. And it, it, there's all these excuses. Um, and yeah. those, those foods are manufactured to specifically to be addicting and yep. to make you want to come back and eat more. I know you've done videos on Doritos and things like that before of just how they specifically engineer it to be something that you can't just have one chip. You have to nope. eat the whole bag. Uh, yep. So I think that needs to be talked about a lot more in society. Uh, and I think that the carnivore community and the keto community too are need to, uh, we need to keep pushing forward with the, with this stuff. And because we are kind of the alternative because society, at least mainstream nutrition is pushing pills and pushing that obesity is genetic and not something that you can change through diet and exercise. Um, so we need to be the people that are standing there saying, Hey, no, look at us. We are doing, we changed our lifestyle. We changed our habits. We're eating healthily. Um, and look at the results that we're getting. You, you don't have to be, your life doesn't have to be like this. You can change. Um, and I think that, that, we need to keep pushing forward with that and keep sharing our stories. Um, because if we don't like, like it, it's like the, that saying of, um, uh, 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 if you're, if you see something bad and you don't do anything to change it, like you are also bad. It's like, if we're seeing society ruin itself and we're not sharing what we know, then like, we're not going to be any better than what they're doing. Um, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no. And and again, and it's if we want to fix something at its root root cause, <clears throat> it has to start with kids. Like we have to start mm-hmm. off young, right? And so for me, being a father of two girls, like 
I want to show my daughters the importance of eating meat, of eating uh, veggies, of eating whole foods and the importance of working out. Like anytime I go to our gym right down the street, I'll take my girls with me, right? Like, yes, is it a pain in the butt? Because I don't really get a true workout because I'm kind of like watching them, but I want them there. I want them to see mommy and daddy working out. I want them to see us eating meat. I want them to see me eating the steak because Remember guys, kids want to emulate you. They want to, you know, they want to do what you do. So guess what? If your kids see you work out, if your kids see you eat meat, then they'll want to do it too. I get so many messages like, Logan, my, my, my daughter doesn't want to eat meat or my daughter wants to do this. Like I always say, show them, show them that you do it. Show them why it's important. Tell them why it's important, why, why you're doing this, why you're working out and they will do it too. And so if we want to fix this huge epidemic in America, which is, you know, obviously obesity, type two diabetes, insulin resistance, it has to start with our, our, our kids. And the only way we can do that is us as parents, us as adults have to do a better job and show them, right? Show them, why we should work out, why should eat meat and, and, and why it's important. So, um, I, I could talk all day about this, but yeah. it's, it's definitely something thought. that, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and that's why you and I are here. We're here to <laughs> help spread the word help. I know like my main goal is I want to help other fathers like myself because I get, I get it. Like life is busy, man. Life is tough. Like I got two girls. Oh my God. My dog barking. <laughs> uh, uh, life is tough and I get it. Everyone's busy. I get it. You know, I, I trust me. I go through all the same issues as everyone else. Like, you know, I, I work multiple jobs. I'm super tired. I'm busy. Got to get the girls ready for school. Got to get them ready for bed, cook dinner, do all these things. But I still make it a priority to take care of my fitness and health. And you can too, right? Everybody has time. Um, you just, you got to just make it a priority. And so I want to show other fathers that if I can do it, you can do it too. And, and, and I love the message you bring helping other, other women, you know, build muscle, eat, you know, eat clean, eat protein, eat meat. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, you don't have to eat the salad. You can eat a steak. That's, put the salad <laughs> down, pick the meat up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and fatty meat. Put down the yes. chicken and eat some fatty meat. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, Jess, we've been on here for an hour. I don't want to take too much of your time. Is it morning time where you are? Yeah. It will. It's afternoon almost. It's 11 a.m. Okay. It's Saturday and it's Friday here. Ooh, I know people <laughs> yeah. are listening to this are like, what is going on? We're in the twilight zone. <laughs> um, let, let, uh, please let my uh, listeners know where can they find you? On Instagram, it is jessalyn.randall. And on YouTube, I have a channel with my friend Serena called Carnivore Revolution. So those are the two places that I am most active. Awesome. Awesome. I didn't even know you had a YouTube channel. Now I'm going to go check it out because I absolutely love YouTube. YouTube's my baby. That's where like it all started for me. So absolutely love YouTube. Um, well, thank you, Jess. Thank you so much for taking time out of your afternoon chatting with me. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of your content. And yes, I just, I love everything you're doing. And I'm so glad you're part of the bio coach team. Like that's yeah. just, we love your videos. The whole team, like we, we love you, man. We, we absolutely love <laughs> you. And uh, we just, we love seeing your videos and uh, we look forward to it every time. So 
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go check out Jess. I'll have her information in the show notes below. But uh, everybody have a blessed night, a blessed day, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Yay.